right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Good to have everybody with us this morning. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Uh, great to see all the smiling and happy faces. Amen. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you for all our guests that are here. Norton's Florist, man, they are the best. Can I just tell you, they let us meet in their parking lot every week, and you know that. But they also offered for us if we needed to use their vans. And if you notice, they left a van here, and it was loaded with gifts to give people. So that's the kind of folks that we're in their parking lot. And so thank them as you as you see them out and about. Uh, Flint Hill, thank you for you guys. Station Church, all family and friends that are here, thank you. Thank you so much. It takes a lot to pull off a day like today. I want you to know that. A lot of people giving time, talent, and treasure. Uh, and I want to tell you the, the best news of all, the reason why. I want you to look around this parking lot. The reason is you. That's the reason that people give. That's the reason that people are here to support what we're doing. And just like our story last week, if you remember, there was a story of a paralytic that was taken to the extreme of four friends that said, of all things, we are going to carry this man to who? Not a trick question. We have one answer. Anybody else know Carry him to who? Jesus. So the people that have given of their time, talent, and treasure, if you want a picture just like that, we said last week that not just physical paralysis, but there are emotional and spiritual and addiction, all of these things, that this is people's attempts to carry you to Jesus. So make no mistake today when you get a new pair of shoes, you get a sleeping bag or whatever choice you make, it's not just that item. It is someone saying you are seen, you're not forgotten, you're loved, and we are carrying you to Jesus the best we can. Now, it's up to you to choose if you want to pick up your mat and go home when Jesus speaks that over your heart. So I just want you to know that's what a day like today is about. So if we do nothing else right in this place, I can tell you that for sure. We try our best to carry people to Jesus. He is the answer, and he is the way, not just a way, the way, okay? The most unique birth of all. We're going to talk about that today, and that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. So we're going to read uh, the birth of Jesus and then maybe take a direction that uh, we don't typically take on a Christmas morning, uh, but it's the way that I, I, I felt God leading to do this. So I'm going to read from the book of Matthew. We've been in that study for a while, but we're rewinding to chapter 1. So just listen to this, this most unique birth of all time. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and she will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive, bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and they called his name Jesus. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this day that you give us my favorite day of the year. And it's not about the presence. It's not about uh, the crowd. It's not about any of these things. It's about that we get to celebrate the birth of our Savior. It literally hinges on everything that is of great importance in our life this day that we choose to set aside and celebrate. And so Jesus, have your way in this place. I pray that if there's someone here that doesn't know you today, that today would be the day of salvation. If we do, that you would just renew afresh uh, our walk with you. And so we just pray and we ask all this in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So today's reading, we we look at Matthew. I want to remind you, if you haven't been around for this book of Matthew, one of the greatest things I love about Jesus is this. The author of this story was someone who was called by Jesus a hated tax collector. I mean, a hated tax collector. If you want to sit in this crowd this morning and say, I don't measure up. I'll never fit in. I got too many stories in my past. Jesus was accused all the time of there goes that guy that hangs with the tax tax collectors, the sinners, the prostitutes, the leper, the, the one that's sick, the one that's diseased. That's who Jesus went after, right? And if you remember, there's stories of Jesus saying when people would question him about that, he said, it what? It's not the healthy that need the doctor, right? It's those that are sick. Right. It's not the righteous. I came for the ones that are unrighteous. So if you are in this parking lot this morning and like me, you put yourself in the camp of the unrighteous, my friend, you're in good company. He came for you. That is what this birth is about. Even to the point of a hated tax collector is the one that is writing the story that we just read. Okay. And so here's what I want to tell you this morning. So before we even really get started, If you look at this story and just stopped right at this point, it would be pretty amazing. Jesus was born of a virgin. Now, I know this isn't earth-shattering news to you, and it's kind of become old hat, but I want you just to stop and think about that. I know we got some young kids in the crowd, so I won't go into major details here, but you know how that happens, right? There is no mention here of the Marvin Gaye album being put on, right? There is no date. There is no none of this stuff, right? There's no smooth, very white voice. What happens here is completely unnatural. It is the first and only account that we ever have of someone being born by a virgin. And if that wasn't amazing enough, then we get the father of the story. The father is not Joseph. Joseph is, is, is a, uh, an adoptive parent, if you will right? He is this earthly feeling, this, this stopgap that God has given to God and to train up Jesus. But make no mistake, the thing doesn't just stop with the virgin birth. The Father, it says, conceived by the Holy Spirit. Can I just tell you what an amazing story this is? Right. We've heard it our whole life, especially if you've grown up in church, you've read this story. But even more amazing, part of the reading that we have is prophecy from a man named Isaiah 700 years before this ever happened. And he tells it as if it's already happened. And here's why. Because it had. It says before the foundation of the world, the lamb was slain. Right. This was always the plan. And so not only a virgin birth, but conceived by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit and a virgin unique to say the least. But can I tell you this? To me, 
this is not even the most amazing part of the story. Now, I want you to picture all of the things that you've seen about the nativity. We have sweet baby Jesus lying in a manger. You have shepherds. You have wise men, incorrectly at that, at that point in time, right? Probably later down the road. But you've got all the animals. You've got the stable. You've got the manger. All of these things. Think of Jesus as his first smells as he enters into human life. Not born in a palace, not born with a parade. In fact, the first people ever told you say, man, I don't really feel like I belong here. The first people that were told about this were the lowly shepherds out working in the fields, right? They stank, right? Got a messy job, not a job that anybody wanted. The first people that Jesus is told about are these shepherds. And so, again, that is Jesus' MO right here. The ones that are on the fringes, the ones that are forgotten, you're in good company. Jesus is seeking hearts, and he's still doing that today. But here's where I want you to stop and think. In fact, I'm going to ask you to trust me a second. This is a big crowd in the parking lot today. It's beautiful. Look around for just a second. See that? And as you do, I want you to do this. I want you to close your eyes for just a second. You're safe to do that. I want you just to do that. And I want you to listen to what I feel is the most amazing part of this story. And it's one word. And that word is Emmanuel. If we really grasped in a moment right now, it would overwhelm our soul. The fact that God himself took on human flesh for you. That is more overwhelming than any Christmas miracle, anything that we get caught up in. The magic of Christmas. Listen, I, everybody look this way. I had a really cool thing happen this week. I got some cool neighbors. We had some little kids over at house the other night, and the neighbor said, I got, you know, uh, a connection. I'm not going to give up too much here. I got a connection, and he could come over. And it was Santa Claus. He came to our front door, rang the doorbell and the kids and the magic in their eye. It's beautiful. I love that part of Christmas. But can I tell you the magic of Emmanuel, that God is with us. And you say, well, Keith, I, I've heard that story. I've heard that word. Can I tell you, I think it is one of the two most beautiful statements. I'll share the other one in closing today that is mentioned in all of Scripture that God himself, Emmanuel, with us, that he didn't just like leave us on our own, but that it's all about setting things back to page one of your Bible. Afternoon walks with God. That's his desire to walk with you. And guess what? You still can. You can walk with him in a daily way. You can walk with God because of Emmanuel, God with us. One of the most beautiful words in all of your Bible. And the second one I'll share in just a bit. And I want to say this. If the story stopped here, it's wonderful, it's unique, it's God with us, it's beautiful. But anybody ever seen an infomercial? Infomercial style, I'm going to tell you, but wait, there's more, right? That's how we feel about this story. It is not just about the birth. The birth was very significant and it was very important, but it was for a reason. Now, if we have any movie fans here, I love to watch a good movie. I've got some favorite ones, man, that no matter where I'm at in the movie, when it comes on TV, I'm going to stop 
aka Tombstone, Shawshank Redemption. There's just some of them that it doesn't matter where, and I can quote them. I've seen them a million times. I made my wife so mad one night that she's ready to go to bed. I got the TV on. One of the greatest cinematic movies of all time. Don't, don't, don't come at me. Back to the Future is on. And she's like, you've seen it a million times. I said, baby, I really am feeling when he hits 88 miles an hour here, we're going to see some serious stuff, right? She got pretty mad that night. But it did. It's an amazing movie. I love movies, and I love seeing the story. The Rage now is an origin story. If you're into any kind of Marvel movie, everybody's got to have an origin story. Where did Black Panther come from, right? Where did Iron Man start? Where was Hulk? How did all this stuff happen? Everybody has an origin story. Even the villains now are getting their origin story. Where did they start? I want you to look this morning at your origin story. You can go to the very first page of your Bible if you want to see it. And it says these words, in the what? In the beginning. Your story, your story is on the first page of the Bible. Spoiler alert, I want to tell you this. This is how wonderful we are. If you feel like you have the market cornered on screwing up, if you feel like you have the market cornered on sinning, if you feel like you have the market corner saying, well, I'll just mess everything up. In the perfection of Eden, it took two chapters of story for us to mess everything up for the rest of time. Two chapters. Chapter one, everything is great. Man is walking with God daily. He's in the garden. He's in perfection. There is no sin. There's no temptation to sin. Sin enters the picture. We choose our own way. Two chapters in, we've messed the whole thing up. So don't get it twisted today. If you're sitting here saying, man, I just, I just, I'm a screw up. I mess it up all the time. We all are. We're all in the same boat. We are all in need of Emmanuel. And this God, here's where the story gets even crazier. This God, the creator God, if you believe in a creator God, I believe this is true. I'd stake my life on it. If you listen to the origin story, that this God literally crafts in the dirt and makes man. Now, you know that, right? You know the story to be true, that God is crafting man out of the dirt and then breathes life into the man. We see that he sees the man and says it's not good for him to be alone, takes a rib out of the man, puts him in a deep sleep. He wakes up and Eve is standing there. And then he sees the sight of Eve and goes into poetry. If you don't believe me, just go back and read it. He goes into this amazing thing, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. It's an amazing story. It is your origin story in the beginning. We mess it up two chapters in. And here is why I believe this is the greatest story ever told. If you want to talk about an origin story of all origin stories, that a creator God would form someone out of the dust, breathe his very breath into them to breathe life, then create a helper, all the while knowing they're going to mess it up. They're going to mess it up so bad that I am going to come down and I am going to rescue them. If you want to know what the manger is all about, it was always planned. It wasn't some shocked, panicked meeting in heaven with a triunal God saying, they've screwed up, what do we do now? He created you knowing 
knowing that you are going to sin and choose your own way. He created you knowing that you are going to break his holy heart. He created knowing that we were going to choose our own way time and time and time again. But he did it with free will so that you could choose to go your own way or you could choose to lay your life down and give it to a wonderful Savior. And so in all of these things, I want to tell you this. The story that you need to hear this morning is that the birth in a manger, it wasn't by happenstance. It wasn't that Jesus just that was his pop on the scene moment. It was a rescue mission. It was a rescue mission for your heart and for your soul. It was a rescue mission that was going to cost him everything. And it was always the plan. If you don't believe me, you can read it in Genesis. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a way. You've, you've messed up, but listen, it, it's okay. I'm going to make a way. And it was always about faith in who Christ was going to be. We get the beauty of looking back and seeing who Christ was and who he is, right? But it's always been about faith. And so sin, which brought death, sickness, evil, disease, war, hardship, unfairness, ever feel like the world's not fair? Can I tell you, that's a broken world. Can I tell you one of my pet peeves? This is just bonus. I didn't plan to say this this morning, but this is a bonus. This is one of my pet peeves. You see a young person that has cancer and somebody says, well, that was just God's will. You see a young person that died, that was just God's will. Can I tell you that, that that's a load of crap? That was never God's will. And here's what I mean by that. Is it under his, you know, just majesty? Is it under everything that he is? Yes, it is under his control. But if you want to know God's will, look at your first page of your Bible. He wanted perfection. He wanted to walk with you. He wanted to just have relationship with you. He wanted no sin. We chose our own way. It is a broken world. So when something happens like that, can God use it for his glory? Amen. But don't you tell me that you're going to go down here to Children's Hospital and that's God's will. It's not. It's a broken world. It's sin. It's pain. But there's coming a day that that will be no more. There's coming a day there will be no sickness, there will be no death, not even just sin, there will not even be the temptation to sin. My friend that struggles with addiction out here, can you imagine the day where it's not even a thought? Not even a possibility for you to mess up. And by the way, somebody needs to hear this today. You say, man, I've messed up so many times. Just keep fighting. You're still here. You still got a pulse. You still got a purpose, right? He still got you here. It's been beautiful redemption stories. I think of a brother, James Mickey, that stood up here and told this crowd, let me tell you something, I can't preach, but he brought it. Best message that's ever been brought out here was by him. And I'll tell you this, it was from God. It wasn't just by him. But he looked you in the eye and said, I used to get high with some of you. You may not believe in Jesus, but I don't get high anymore. And I'm telling you, that's the only difference. That's the testimony that the enemy can't steal, right? That's what it's about. Just keep fighting. Your story is coming. And so we, we look and we put this blame on a holy God. And I just want to tell you this. If you say this morning, you say, well, Keith, you say that all the time, that it doesn't matter what we've done, what we're doing, or what we will do. Can I tell you how much I believe in this? I want you to look around this parking lot. Some of you may see somebody say, man, I know he's an addict. I know she does this. I know he does that. 
but I want you to look around this parking lot. Every person, I don't care their story. I don't care what they've done to you. I don't care what they will do. Every person out here, I'm talking about white. I'm talking about black. I'm talking about somebody that's in a wheelchair. I'm talking about somebody that has a house, somebody that doesn't. I, I don't care about any of that stuff. Somebody shot up last night. Doesn't matter. Every person out here, the absolute pinnacle of God's creation. The pinnacle. That means out of everything that he created, and I got scripture, I got receipts to back it up. I'll tell you this. He says this. After everything he created, he says, God has a moment. He says, and it was good. Do you know when he gets to you, though, there's another word added in. When it says he created man and created woman, he said, now that's very good. That's very good. And you say, man, I, I just don't feel like that. Can I tell you, I'm so glad that emotions got nothing to do with it. There's times I feel so close to God and there's times I feel like I don't even know if he's real. Can I be honest and tell you that? But I'll tell you this, he doesn't ever leave me. He doesn't ever forsake me. He's always, always there. But this is not the end of the story, right? In fact, I want to tell you this. We look at our origin story, and maybe you grew up just like me thinking that Genesis 1-1 is the beginning. Can I tell you this? It's not. That's not the beginning. That is a beginning. It's your beginning. It is the beginning of creation. It is God creating all of these things, this world that we live in. Each other, right, is all of his things that he created. But it is not the origin story of God. I want to share with you from John 1. You've heard me share this before, but I think this is so amazing when we think about the birth of Jesus. This is what it says, talking of Jesus in John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word. That's Jesus, right? And the Word was with God. The Word was God. God Himself... God himself that had never had an origin. There is no beginning. Let that bake your brain as you think about that today. There's an origin story that never had an origin. He's always been. And so this God that has always been, this holy God that created you knowing you would mess up and created you with the plans like, I'm going down to rescue my people. You don't think you're loved? I hear that so many times out here and it drives me nuts because that's what we're out here to let you know. We're trying to carry you to Jesus and let you know you are so loved that God himself laid down his life for you. How do you not feel love with that? Scripture tells us that no greater love than a man that lays down his life for his friend. God himself created you for relationship. Sin stole that relationship, and he still up the ante and said, I'm going down and going to fix this. I'm laying down my life for you and for you and for you. I'm laying it down for everyone, and all they got to do is accept it. We said it a few weeks ago, and make no mistake about it, grace is free, but it does cost. It costs Jesus' life. And if you truly follow him, it'll cost you yours. It's laying down yourself and saying, I don't live for me no more. I live for him. And that's what it's all about. Doesn't mean you'll be perfect. 
but it does mean that you'll be redeemed and it does mean that you've got a greater purpose than just living this life. Can I tell you how silly this is? I'll tell you, listen, two weeks ago, I was laying in an MRI tube, right? I'm not as stroked up today. I was a few weeks ago. So thank you for your grace on that. I still slur my words sometimes. I hadn't been drinking yet. I may start later on today, but I haven't yet. All right. But listen to me, when you're laying in an MRI tube and you don't have answers and you start praying and thinking, what what I really feel about this life? I'll tell you, it's short. It's a short life. I'm 45. What if I live to 90? You know what that means? Bro, I'm halfway home, right? And I don't even know that I'll live to 90. You might get news next week. Where's Keith? He ain't here. He's in that upper room. It may be. But can I tell you this, for, for those of you that are sitting around here saying, I don't know about all this Jesus stuff. And you say, I just want to live my life and I want to have fun. You're going to trade 50 years for eternity? You can do what you want. I mean, you can. You can, you can skate through this life on your own. I don't know how. I, I need him. I'm going to tell you, I need him. I, I, I screw this up so much. And that's me trying. I screw it up. I need him, right? I, I need Jesus to lead my life because I screw it up. But what if I just said that? I'm going to just party. I'm going to just do what I want to do for the next 60 years. Really? 60 years for an eternity? Because I want to tell you, we're all eternal beings. You're going to spend it somewhere separated from him or with him. The choice is yours. There is no in between. And once we get news that you've left this life, I can't pray you in. I wish I could. We don't think it works like that, right? Like it's it's over at that point. But Scripture says you will bow the knee. I don't care who you are. Can I tell you how my goofy brain works? You know, he, he's the king of kings, right? Can I tell you what I heard this week? Y'all know what Elvis is called? The king of rock and roll. You know, he sings about Jesus. I mean, he don't anymore, but he did. I heard a Christmas song this week. The king of rock and roll was singing about the king of kings. I thought that was pretty neat. But I'll tell you this, every king that's ever been mentioned, and I love how that's written out, the king, capital K, of little K, kings, right? Every king, every person that's ever been named, and even more so than this, I used to think, well, it says at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow because he is the name above all names. I used to be so short-sighted in that and say, well, that's, you know, Hitler, or that's, you know, uh, a president, or that's me, anybody that could be named. But the name that is above all names is bigger than anything that can be named. That means if you want to throw the word cancer out, it means if you want to throw the word depression out, addiction, the name that is above all names. Anything that you can name, I got a name that is greater. And his name is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. That's not the beginning. Genesis 1.1, John 1 is. And the fact that he goes through all of this, creating us, knowing that we will sin, knowing that we will miss the mark, and that he is going to redeem us is even more beautiful. But I want you to think about that this week too. Everybody you encounter, everybody. That means that person you hate. It means that person you can't stand. You know what God says? Pinnacle of my creation. Made in our image is what Scripture says. So I want to tell you this. I, I do believe and know that tomorrow is not Jesus' actual birthday. I don't think we know that, right? But 
It is a day that we set aside to honor and celebrate. And while he had an earthly birth, it is not his origin. This hero, there is no origin story. Um, you say, well, well, why would God do this? I want you just to stop and think that it really was supremely about God's honor and glory. We get that. But it's you. I mean, I, I don't know if you, you've looked at yourself in a mirror while I'm looking at some beautiful people. But I want you just to somehow, if you could just imagine a mirror in front of your face and say, Jesus, why? Why would you do this? Why would you create us and knowing we were going to sin, knowing we were going to miss the mark, knowing that I was going to do all these things that I do, and yet why you? It was your rescue story. It was the greatest rescue mission in all of human history. A rescue from sin, curse, shame, death, sickness, and what Satan and your choices stole, Jesus is willing to buy it back. That's the redemption story. That is the Christmas story, should you accept that free gift. That's what Christmas is all about. I want you to picture the sweet little baby laying in a manger, sweet little baby Jesus. Don't even know a word yet for my Ricky Bobby fans. But as you picture that, I want you to I want you to honestly think about this. It wasn't as sweet as what we make it out to be. It was an act of war. It was a declaration that I'm coming to rescue hearts and it was love and forgiveness plan. And I don't want to be a downer, but I want to tell you this. I believe it with all my heart. The birth was for the death. If you've ever watched The Chosen, The Chosen is amazing to me. It's the best representation I've ever seen of the personality, the, the actual humanity of Jesus that had a sense of humor, that loved big, that, that served, that did all these things. Can I just tell you, there is a moment in The Chosen that blows me away and is the first miracle of Jesus, and he turns water to wine. And that's great in itself, like, you know, being at a party and having the good wine and even by everybody saying, man, this is the best wine I've ever had. That's awesome. But there's a moment I'd never thought about, and it's in The Chosen. It's done so well. Jesus is about to turn the water to wine, and he sends everybody out of the room. Anybody seen that scene? And, and what he's doing is he's having this contemplating moment that I never picked up on in Scripture. I never even thought about it. But he's in that moment, and he's you know he's thinking, this is about to change everything. When word gets out about this, the cross is coming. But you know what he did? He still chose to do it. He still chose to go up to religious leaders. We've seen it in Matthew where they'd say, by what authority do you do this? By what authority do you teach? And he says this, things like, what's it easier to say, pick up your mat and go, or I forgive your sins? And they get in a panic. They say, nobody can forgive sins but God. And he said, you're right. I'm him. The most dramatic rescue mission in all of history. The birth was for the death. Your rescue was in the works before you ever took a breath. You don't feel love? Come on, man. Listen to that. Before you were ever thought of by mom and dad, your rescue mission was already set in motion. That the day you took your first breath, you were on a crash course of either choosing your own way or choosing him. You can... Paint it all you want. Say there's a million choices. There's only two. You're with him 
or you're against him. That's what scripture says, not my word, it's his. I want to close with what I think is in no particular order. I believe Emmanuel is one of the most beautiful words in all of scripture. And I believe there are some other words that are equally as beautiful. I'll let you choose for yourself which is best. One would not be possible without the other. But this is why the birth of Jesus in an earthly form was done. It is the words that say, it is finished. Can I tell you this? The birth was always heading towards a cross. And it was always meant to pay something you couldn't pay. But it's free. It's there. It is finished. What a wonderful time to believe that for the first time. Should you choose to accept the gift of Jesus? That's what Christmas is all about. I'll say this last thing because uh, God's just laid this on my heart. Um, I feel like sometimes you get just a word from God, right? I feel like there's some of you in this parking lot just waiting waiting on everything to line up perfectly before you give your heart to Christ. Can I just go on and set the pressure off of you? It's not going to happen. We live in an imperfect world. Perfect is not going to happen this side of glory. So if you're waiting, well, if I just get off the street, if I just get a job, if I just get with her, if I get with him, if I just, if I just, if I just, just stop. Listen, I, I, don't, I don't use the scare tactic. I don't believe that's healthy. I don't believe it's holy. I don't believe it works. But it is a very real truth that life is a vapor. We don't know. And I do know this, that when you leave this life, you will have to stand and give account. And one thing you will not be able to use as an excuse is, I didn't know. You know. You've heard. You've heard the gospel. You can choose your way or you can choose his. I pray that you revisit the manger and think, that is my rescue story. That's what it was all about. The birth was for the death. Will you pray with me this morning? Jesus, we thank you this morning. Uh, it is my prayer that those beautiful words of Emmanuel, God with us, would not only encourage us, it would empower us to know that we are not alone, that you are with us. You won't leave us. You won't forsake us. And so those are beautiful words, Emmanuel, God with us. And it wasn't just for salvation. That's the beauty. It's to walk with us daily. And so help us to understand that. Help us to embrace that and, and choose that. And then those other beautiful words that Emmanuel led to, it is finished. Meaning there is nothing more we have to do. We can't do. We don't have to wait till it lines up perfect. It won't. Take the pressure off, Jesus. And, and we just say, speak to hearts. And maybe, man, what a wonderful testimony to say years later. Man, on Christmas, I gave my heart to Jesus. Uh, Father, there's nothing special that has to take place for that. There's no aisle needed. There's no magical prayer. There's no dance. There's no speaking in tongues. There's no just stuff that man tries to get in the way. Really, the enemy tries to get in the way. and makes it so dang complicated. It's simply this. I'm a sinner. I've messed up. I know that. And Jesus, I believe that birth in the manger meant everything. I believe it was heading towards a cross. I believe in that. I'm going to put my faith and trust in that. And simply, I believe your word teaches if we do that, then we're in. We are yours. There's nothing special we have to do after that. 
Father, it's just simply walking with you. And so I pray that you speak that to hearts that need to hear it today. Those of us that have already done this, help us fall back in love with what an amazing rescue story this is. Jesus, we love you. And Jesus, we need you. We pray and we ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, we'll get started here in just a bit. Appreciate you.